What up, what up, what up, San Antonio, El Paso, people up in Abilene, people up in Lubbock, people up in Tyler, people up in the Shy City, people down the whole 305 South Florida region, and my people down in Laredo. You are tuned in here to the Monday edition of the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. 877-37-GRIND is your number. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios. 877-37-GRIND. If you know what you want to talk about, like always, it is open phone lines. Feel free to give us a call. The only thing that we ask is you be patient. Well, first of all, you call during the breaks, and then you be patient during the long segments and breaks, and we'll get to the phone calls accordingly. Also, keep in mind, if you need to stream the show live, you can always log on to the business Facebook page of Sports Grind Entertainment, and you can log, or you can log on to my personal page where you'll go ahead and leave comments and things like that, and I'll respond to those in real time over the airways. If not, I'll respond to them later. And also keep in mind, if you ever miss any of the episodes live, you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com where you can download the podcast um, seven days a week, 365. And also if you're traveling, you know, it's summertime. So if you're traveling or you're in an area that doesn't carry us terrestrial wise, or you tune in and we're getting preempted by Rangers or Astros, and we haven't told you prior that we'll be off air, then you can always go to sportsgrindonline.com as well too, and click the play button and you can stream the show and get us that way. 877-37-GRIND. What's up, Mr. Clark? You ready? Yes, sir. Ready to rock and roll. All right, man. So it is Monday. Let's get the week started off right in the sports world. Uh, we've got a, quite a few things going on, of course, tonight. You know, the NBA Finals resume. Uh, we're definitely going to start there shortly. Game five. There's reports out there that Tyler Hero should be in uniform. He's a questionable decision, so most likely he's in uniform, and most likely we'll have a sighting with him tonight. We'll definitely talk about that. Um, also, uh, we've got some other off-the-court news in regards to James Harden and a potential Kyrie Irving connection. We'll discuss that. Also, we've got uh, NFL, all right, uh, the whole negotiation situation with Saquon Barkley and the Giants smells the opportunity of getting a little nasty, okay, um, in regards to Barkley's kind of upset that uh, these negotiations have been leaked or starting to leak out. And like Barkley said, hey, I'm not trying to set a record of highest paid running back ever because I'm not trying to set any bar. He said, I just want to be legitly be fair and have a contract. And he has a right. And again, I, you know, I'm kind of in Barkley's corner on this one because he hasn't got that contract yet. You know, he hasn't even got his first contract. Now, granted, we know that he's had two years that he's had injuries, missed seasons. Um, but, you know, pretty much come one comeback play. Did he win comeback player? Like, who got comeback player last year? I know he could have been in the running, uh, but I don't think he won. Was it Geno? Yeah, I think it was, it was Gino. Gino. I, I'm, I'm confirming right now, but I'm pretty Gino. sure. I'm about 95% sure it was Well, Gino. I'm pretty sure Barkley should have got some votes. But the bottom line is he's not too happy and he's not showing up to mandatory minicamp. So that's kind of circulating out there. Um, also, what you it got? was my boy Gino. Gino, your boy Gino. You adopting that for sure? You, I mean, you, you're comfortable that he's your boy Gino, huh? Uh, I, I was with, the, I was in his corner all last. I had to push back against you because you had your, you know, in, in your feelings a little bit from the Russell coming over, and Gino went in there and executed uh, pretty effectively. Well, let me clarify that because it wasn't anything being in the feelings about Russ. It was about you 
and a lot of you people uh, trying to go ahead and wash, you know, because of Russ having one bad year, just looking awful or the let's ride and just being annoying. Y'all tried to what, you know, really much wash his whole previous accomplishments away. And all I said is that, look, Gino had a heck of a year. He did a lot better than what people thought. You know, me included, along with the Seahawks, I think they're going to be very formidable this year. They're starting to catch some theme. I still don't know if they're ready to dethrone the 49ers, regardless who plays quarterback. But they're they're on to something. Uh, you know, this retool or rebuild after Russ is probably not going to shouldn't take that longer than what people would think. With all that said and done, all I said is until Gino gets to two Super Bowls. And wins one of them. Ridiculous. And no, it's not. Because at the end of the day, like we said, it's not fair. It's what we do. Pete Carroll and Russ is always ever going to be linked. And the reality of it is, is that regardless of, you know, how many wins they get or what they got back from Denver in the trade, that is minute. The prop, the, 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 point of it is when people want to say well it was the system it wasn't really rust it was the legion of boom it wasn't really rust and i would say this regardless what uniform rust was in right now i'm telling you for pete carroll's sake and not putting the pressure on gino but for pete carroll's sake he's got to get to another one without that somebody whether it's gino maybe he's not even on the roster somebody other than Russ. period because and, and, and i'm only saying that to go about people with you and other people that wanted to say that wasn't really about Russ. That was more about what Pete Carroll. Okay, well, he's got to get to a Super Bowl. With, and he's not necessarily with Geno. He might not even be on the roster. So that's my take on that. But that wasn't even supposed to be on the docket. You know, something else I didn't have on the docket, which I should. I mean, today's Monday. It's always hectic with me. A lot of stuff popping off in my world. But one of the things I almost forgot, but I didn't have in the docket, but I want to put out there NFL-wise. And I'm going to get to that. And I'm damn sure we're going to get to it when we circle back to NFL. But it's this situation that's brewing in, in, in Las Vegas with the Raiders, okay? And that has to do with the quarterback position in regards to who's being rumored in case break glass and emergency and Jimmy can't go. I'm, I'm going to go. It ain't even on the limb right now. I'm going to tell you straight up how I really see this going and probably how it's going to go. And I'm going to tell you that on June the 12th before we even get to September and October when things start, when real actions start firing off. So you've got that. We're coming off a fight. Uh, weekend. Well, first of all, we had a UFC. We had Amanda Nunes that basically laid her belt, gloves, and everything else in the octagon before she walked out with her fight. Um, now, this is the you know me. I'm not all the, like unless it was you know Nate Diaz, uh, Ronda Rousey, Connor, which I'll get to his ass in a minute. Um, you know, I'm not really all that, but I, I this. Miss Nunez, this is the young woman from Brazil, right? Isn't that where she's from? Yes. Okay. Is this the same lady? Sorry about that. Is this the same female years ago that was like head hunting for Ronda Rousey? Like when Ronda was on top, wasn't she calling her out, or was it, or was it the person who beat Ronda, Holly Holmes? I wonder who who that was. But the bottom line is she retired, and I've heard a lot of you know UFC commentary over the weekend. Um, you know, I think I saw one of your tweets come across my radar. Is this, is she hands down? Is, so you mean to tell me that there's no debate and no argument about her being the GOAT in women's MMA fighting? Is there, any, I mean, is this, is this hands down? Is this just basically some people's eyes? She's the GOAT. Maybe you could make an argument for such and such. Or is this a clear cut? She's the best to ever do it for MMA for women. She's a clear cut best to ever do it for uh, UFC for women. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, You know, she didn't lay one belt down. She laid two belts down, you know, uncontested, um, you know, uh, and and, and, and on one division and, you know, just dominant in the other. And um, there was rumblings. You know, I know Dante had reached out to me on Twitter last week, you know, kind of asking for some thoughts about the upcoming weekend, especially around Nunez, because there was rumblings that, you know, at 35 years old with, you know, her second kid on the way, you know, do you want to... You know, it, it, and, and nothing left to prove in the octagon. You know, um, do you want to continue fighting? And, um, you know, she won uh, dominant fashion. Um, you know, and then it, before anything else, she was like, hey, get the scissors, get the scissors, get the scissors. Because that's the thing. Um, when you retire in the UFC, you leave your gloves. Oh, and so okay. she had to get her, you know, you have to have the tape cut off. And so oh, okay. um, it, it was a whole thing and it, very emotional. And But, the, you know, and when you look at, so I, I do want to qualify, you know, because you do have to take men's division and women's division separately. Do, is she up there with John Jones, you know, as, you know, potentially the greatest of all time in UFC? That's a conversation that we'll have. You but know. I don't think that's a fair, we, we shouldn't compare women and men. I know I know the time we're living in right now, and I know what everybody was like to do it. But I think when you talk about, you know, men's great, well, we've got to separate that. I mean, we can't we can't group. I mean, men's needs to have their goat, and women have their goat in in full contact combat MMA fighting. You can't group them both together. Well, it's like looking at a you know okay guard and a forward in the NBA and say okay he's the greatest guard of all time he's the greatest forward of all no. time but who's the greatest of all time? I think you can have the conversation. You got to look at the careers. It's something. What I'm saying is it's going to be a conversation around the water coolers. We get ready to go ahead because she's going to go into the UFC Hall of Fame. That's undoubted. Um, you can have that conversation for male and female. You cannot group. And in martial arts fighting, that is not the same thing as saying that, well, there's a guard, there's a forward. You're talking about women's octagon is a lot different getting in there with some men's that Jones and these guys have to deal with. But nonetheless, you can, I'm not talking about the quality of strength, the quality of fight. I'm talking about careers. When you look at who has the better career. Yeah, but how can you compare a, career, a woman's career to a man's career where they don't fight each other? It's a di- it, there's different elements that because you can't it's bunch still, that together. It's still about who you've got to go through. It's about oh, the adversity you've got to face. You know, I, arguably, again, Nunez hasn't Nunez, ha- Nunez hasn't run a, run from a fight, but at the same time, John Jones hasn't run for a fight. We don't from a fight. We don't have to have this conversation now. I'm saying it's going to be a conversation when we start getting ready to put her into the, the to the UFC Hall of Fame uh, within what the next two years. So it's okay for people to sit there if we wanted to rank where Michelle Wee ranks. Against Phil Nicholson, Tiger Woods, and all the greats in men, we can have that conversation too. Who's had the greater? That's a fair conversation for Michelle. Michelle Wee to compare her on the LPGA to compare it to the PGA Tour. And I, I'm going to ask for clarification here: Is she arguably the greatest female golfer? No, of all no. Time? I'm just using an example of my whole okay, deal then, is then, you're, then, no, whoever the, whoever the arguably greatest female. Golfer of all yeah, time. Yeah, I, I don't know who that would be, yeah, but you can you can so you, but you, you can, can have that conversation of their career and looking at a Tiger Woods or a Phil career and say, okay, I don't when see you that. look at the careers, when you look at the accomplishments, who had one's the greater a, career? And one one tees off every tee from the ladies' tee, and one tees off from the men's tee. I don't know how much golf you played. I don't play. I'm not even a weekend hacker, but there's a ladies' tee and a men's tee. It, first of all, I don't even like comparing goats in era to different eras. Let alone to the opposite sex and a whole different from a male to a female in anything. 
I think for one, we're making it more confusing has to be because there's variables to that. It's a difference. Now, if you want to, if we're talking about co-ed sports, if we, if, if we had a, if maybe this is where this country is trying to head to. Okay, maybe this is what we need to do. Since we're basically sitting there that we've got to compare women's accomplishments to men accomplishments in sports. This is really where we come to in this country. If we were talking about co-ed sports and there was data for basically men and women in a particular sport that was co-ed. Okay. But you want to take Nunez's record and how dominant she was in women's. And you want to put that up to Mr. A.K.A. Daryl Strawberry, Mr. Cocaine Cowboy. You, you want to put it up against him where they have taken two totally different paths and it's two totally different testosterone and everything else going. I ain't coming down here, but this, this okay. is crazy, okay. man. I, I, like, I, 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 you I, said that too comfortable for me. Like, you're like, yeah, man, it's like, you know, you got a power forward. Is he really the center power? No, man. We're talking, we ain't talking about positions. We're talking about the opposite where they've got a women's UFC and they've got men's UFC. Okay, because this is going to tie into a, you know, a tie back, bring this back to the sports weekend mm-hmm. too. Novak Djokovic, 23rd title, right? Um, a Grand Slam title in tennis. Is Asterisk, Ser- by is, the way. Is we'll Serena Williams one of the greatest, men or fe- male or female? Is Serena Williams one of the still one of the greatest or arguably the greatest tennis player of all time? She's, the greatest, she's the greatest woman's tennis player of all time, and you can still argue that. But I will, for the consensus, people will tell you, even some of mine, you know, I've always been hard on Serena because of those two or three years when she tried to go in her prime, when she started getting a clothing. And I think she lost a little bit of focus, but majority of people will tell you Serena is the GOAT in tennis a woman. Now, there's a debate because of what Djokovic did, where he basically got 23, number 23, asterisk, mm-hmm. by the way. Look, if my guy is somewhere on a boat or in rehab and he can't go to that red clay, I know, I know Djokovic has beat him one time, I think, on that dirt before. He got 23, but asterisk. So if you want to sit there and talk about him, now people are having the argument, is he the great? Has he now surpassed, you know, Roger Federer? Has he passed Pete Sampras? Has he passed Nadal? Those are conversations that you have for that. Nobody's going to compare. Well, is he is serious? Now, if you want to talk about, and maybe this is where I'm misconnecting on you, and this is maybe the what you're really trying to say. Like, if you, if there are conversations when you sit there and talk about Grand Slams, like, like right now, nobody, he's on the verge, speaking of Djokovic, who just won the French Open this weekend. If anybody didn't was on the rock, you just don't give a damn about tennis. I'm telling you, he won a Grand Slam. That's number 23. And then now the conversation, now nobody's holding more than 24, I think. Because that's that's a uh, uh, court. What's her name? The the late the, the 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 woman that Serena came one short of uh, surpassing. Now, if you talk about like, hey, he's gonna have more grand slams than any man or woman together. Okay, if you want to say that, but when you start, I'm just taking it back full circle. How this conversation started with Nunez. We're talking about a goat, and you're trying to have a goat conversation. Basically, like the UFC's been operating for the last 20 years or 25 years since they've been mainstream, however long it's been. Like they basically had a co-ed, like they got co-ed night or co-ed league. Stop it, man! Stop it! Like, stop it! I, like this totally just went off ran this way. Like I was going to let it slide because I didn't want to lose it. So I know we we're going through the docket and we're talking. But you just said that twice. It was too comfortable for me. I'm like, really? Really? Like, no, man. Like, no. 
877-37-GRIND. All right. Also, what else we got going on? So there's other PGA. I mean, we've, we've got another streak broken. We've got the Canadians. We finally got a Canadian that won the Canadian Open. Uh, we'll get to that here shortly. You got more details a little bit. You know, he say, she said, but you got stuff leaking out from this whole live and PGA merger, uh, reason why, how this came about, kind of things that we've kind of discussed and, you know, speculated, but it's out in the open now. And you've got experts saying the legal process of this is still a ways to go to make this come complete. And I know we had a listener, I can't remember who it was that face messaged or tweeted out, saying, hey, could you see this autumn saying that we can't get it done? And it just says no. And we're like, ah, oh, well, it's smelling like there's a chance that that might be in the plans that you might have to pause on this whole merger but that's we'll see how it goes when we get back man we're gonna dive in right to game five can the heat stay alive you listen to the sports grind today's show is being presented by dosekis get a dose we are broadcasting here from the hazel sky online studios we'll be back Are you ready for a real cocktail? Then crack open a great tasting Zing Zang ready to drink cocktail. Like our Bloody Mary with vodka in a can. It's full strength with 9% alcohol and America's number one Bloody Mary mix. Or try our mango margarita crafted with silver tequila and real mango puree. Unlike those hard seltzers, each can is made with premium spirits and real ingredients. Just like a bartender made it for you. Zing Zang. Always bold, always ready. Go to ZingZang.com to find where to buy. Please Zing Zang responsibly. Official sponsor of the Sports Grind. For more than a century, the Pendleton Roundup has defined what it means to be a cowboy. It also gave life to something equally renowned, Pendleton Whiskey, capturing that unique spirit in every bottle and honoring the enduring legacy of the American West. Pendleton Whiskey is made with the finest northern grains and cut with Mount Hood Glacier water, a whiskey that celebrates the cowboy in all of us. That's Pendleton Whiskey. That's true Western tradition. Pendleton is the official whiskey of the PBR Tour. Pendleton Distillers, Lawrenceburg, Indiana. Please drink responsibly. Pendleton Whiskey, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Are you moving around the greater San Antonio area? Choose the storage experts. Tiger Moving and Storage. Whether you're moving an office or the whole family, Tiger Moving and Storage offers container drop-off and delivery with efficient, prompt, and cost-effective service. To learn more and to secure your portable storage container today, go to choosetiger.com. Tiger Moving and Storage, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark producing, spinning the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Dosecchi's Get a Dose, and we are broadcasting here from the Hazel Sky Online Studios, 877-37-GRIND. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Specs. All right. Keep in mind, uh, Specs. First of all, Texas summers can get really hot, and it's supposed to be. Yeah, you jinxed it. You talked about the El Nino effect. It's going to be like a hundred most everywhere coming, in Texas this week. But just calling shots, you know. I hear you. Texas summers can get hot, but now they're blazing with the new. Um, 
Oh, wrong read for that one. My dad, my bad. I was already skipping on that. Specs. All right, keep in mind, Specs. If you're looking to check out what's the latest new products uh, that Specs has, or you just want to have it ordered straight to your doorstep, you already know what you want. Make sure you don't forget about SpecsOnline.com because the fun starts here. That's Specs, official sponsor of the Sports Grind and an official partner of your Dallas Cowboys. My bad. It's Monday. Got kept uh, too much speed in my mouth, as Ricky Henderson once said. Speaking of my reads. Um, were you going to add something? I was just saying, you know, on, on that note, though, I mean, you can beat the heat and uh, have it all delivered, though. You know? No oh, reason yeah. to go outside. Yeah, we're looking at about 100, and then toward the end of the week, you're looking at 103, 102. It's going to feel like 107. It's just June. It's just June. We ain't even close to even getting through July and August, but it's okay. But anyway, all right, man. So there's some other things. Yeah, I can't wait to get back to this Raiders situation. Also, don't forget, hockey has still went gone. You got the uh, Stanley Cup Finals. The Vegas Knights are up 3-1. Things got ugly at the end of that game, too. I was able to watch that. I mean, there was some nice uh, fist flying there right after the game. Florida is just, I mean, for the most part, the Knights have beat them at their own game. They've been more disciplined. Uh, they've been more um, – they've just got more ways they can score. Uh, they're deeper. Their lines are deeper. Uh, on their shift changes, they're just – you know, I don't think Florida's going to lay down tomorrow, uh, but I pretty much – would like to think I think Vegas is just pretty much the better team. Better the hell of a run though for the Florida Panthers. Not over with yet. They only down by two. They only down two, three, one in this series. Two games, meaning they're only down by two games. But I think Vegas is a little bit too much for them. Uh, but speaking of down two games, that's what the Heat, their counterparts, their neighbors, find themselves in as the scenery switches back to Denver and the Mile High City. Uh, with the Miami Heat down 3-1 facing elimination uh, going into the night's game. Now, up until this point, going back to Friday night's game, um, Denver, that's very impressive going in and taking two straight games in Miami, a, a place where Miami has looked pretty much lights out for the most part up in those two games at Boston that took at home. Um, Denver came in. I told you Friday when we were talking, I said, hey, look, tonight's game is really about the attitude Denver takes. Do they come out and say, hey, well, we took one. We're good. You know, they won't beat us again on our home court. Or did they want to go ahead and put the foot on the throat and come out with intensity? And they did. I mean, Miami was able to make somewhat of runs here, push back. But again, looking before we look at tonight's game, just looking at Friday's situation and the way that game played out. Look, I know I, I'm just I'm not trying to be super hard on Jimmy. And like I said, I know if you look at his box score and his stat line, you'd be like, hey, he had a decent game, whatever. I was talking to actually my barber about this. I was like, look, it, it, they're not impactful, though. You know, it, like it, it's to me, um, I'll keep going back to game two in Denver. He, he didn't have a stellar box line kind of like he did in game four and three. But he hit timely shots, like timely, like run stoppers, uh, need to get back. He did all that in that fourth quarter in game two. And I just feel like he's been a little bit too passive and he's been a little bit too, you know, laid back in regards to trying to get everybody else involved where their only shot is for him to be on the attack. So but you got to give credit for Denver uh, for taking care of business. and They took two straight games. Now, Coach Spoh's demeanor after the game didn't change. I mean, he's just saying, hey, we all year we like doing it the hard way. We're going to find a way. We've got to find a way to go down there and get a game um, and to get this back to the 305. That's what he said. Okay. Um, 
I will tell you this. You know, there's reports out there. I know Woj. I think Woj put it out there about Tyler Hero. Uh, he's been upgraded to questionable, which most likely he's going to be in uniform. He's going to give it a go. We kind of touched on this a couple times last week. You know, what is his conditioning going to be like? Um, does this throw off any type of rotation? They pretty much played the whole playoffs without him. But one of the things I can see Coach Spo and I can see – him working in the mindset it's like yes there's going to be some concerns about rhythm you bring him off the bench does he have conditioning and on top of that think about this his conditioning he hasn't played pretty much all playoffs and then now you're putting him back in denver above altitude as well also so it's going to be tough on tyler but i see the process and the mindset because what this comes down to right now where it looks like to me through four games miami just doesn't have enough scoring they just don't have enough consistent scoring, especially if they're not hitting that three-point shot. So to me, Tyler bringing him back in here is really trying to see if Tyler can come in off the bench or however they're going to work him in. If he can hit a couple threes and may give you 10 points tonight, 8 to 10 points, you know, in, in between having to get breathers and stuff because he's probably out of game shape, then that could that could be the difference of maybe still in this game in Denver and prolonging the season and prolonging the opportunity to win a championship and sending it back to Miami. But uh, for the most part, you know, Denver's a nine-point favorite uh, tonight. That's kind of the biggest spread that we've seen since game two uh, due to the fact of what happened in Miami in game three and four. Um, I think definitely I picked Denver to win the series. I think the Denver, the series is pretty much over, but I'm not going to sit there. I don't know if it ends tonight. Now I know you had it in five. So if they win tonight, you called another one on your, your, your belt there and saying that, Hey, I called it and I called it in five. So I know you need them to win tonight. To me, it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, one of the things I think with Spo, when we talk about this heat culture, um, and everything. One of the things they always tell you the hardest thing to do in the NBA is to win a closeout game, whether you're at home or on the road, especially when you start getting into conference finals and NBA finals. It's hard to put a team, especially if the team's got some veterans and got some hardware over there. And pretty much when you look at the coach, you look at Kyle Lowry there. It's going to be a different mentality. So Denver's never been in this position before. They've never been up three one in an NBA finals before. They've been up three one in series before, but they've never been up three one in the NBA finals. So to me, it's going to be one of the hardest things that Denver and this nucleus, since they've been together, I'm talking about Porter joker and murray this is going to be one of the hardest things that they've tried to do not only because just the whole cliche closing a team out but closing this particular team out because i do believe that energy probably won't be a problem with miami and what they have showed us is that under desperation they play better and they play more locked in and especially on the defensive side of the uh, on the defensive side of the court but I think with Denver, when you hear Mike Malone, when you hear his post game after three, when you heard his post game after four, it's just like, hey, we ain't done nothing yet. We got one more to do. The whole thing thinking that Denver's just going to, you know, stroll in here and be like, oh, man, we're up three, up one, the series over. No. So tonight could be very compelling. I do think the game should be closer than what that's what that spread is indicating. But the Larry O'Brien trophy will be in the building tonight. This is when you can, when somebody's facing elimination, they start hauling that thing around. Just hope they don't have to pull it out tonight and then basically have ropes. Oh, sorry, somebody just hit a three. You know they couldn't go through the finals without showing that clip again. I mean, it, for Spurs fans, it just has to be like, that's just one of those that 
It's going to be like the Subruder film, man. That that thing is going to live for infinity. It's going to be forever. But I was watching it, and I'm like, wow, y'all had to go here. I think it was already like in game two they pulled it out, or game three they pulled the shot out. Like, really? Yeah. Well, okay. it, it was game three because the last time that Miami Miami saw a finals game because they were in the finals but in the bubble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so the yeah. last time that there was a home crowd, there you, go. you know, that, there was, you go. that was one of those series. There you go. There you go. So it made sense why they went there. It's still cut, Steve. 87737 grind. What are you going to add? Uh, when it's not just me, you know, we're calling that four to one. I went with the odds. That was the most likely mm-hmm. outcome when you, we did the, you know, when we looked at it, all mm-hmm. the, um, you know, props and everything before the series. It was a plus two thirty. Um, and, and when you look at the maybe pulling everything back to Miami, it, it is one of those things where it's a crazy emotional night. Uh, hero what can you expect i feel like he needs to come out and just get shots up he's gonna i he i would run him a little bit heavy there in the first quarter to kind of get it see where his conditioning is at and get him comfortable with his hand because because it's going to be well it's his shooting hand if i'm not mistaken oh, yeah i think so. and you want to know where that's at early on so that you're not relying on that in the third quarter coming out of the half um i, I would try to get him involved early it's it's you know look coach Bo um is one of the best in the business he's a seasoned vet um he knows his team he knows his rotations he knows it better than anybody doing radio or sitting from the couch uh but I will tell you that I there there's still a little gamble in that uh tonight I see why they're doing it I coach it like if it's honestly I feel like it should have probably been game four uh, that he should have go, but I can see them said, "Hey, we're gonna try to stretch this out as long as we can." But now their backs up against the wall. But make no mistake about it, man. It's not like he. Th- this is an injury. We're not talking about missing four or five games or a week. Week. We're talking about missing over a month, almost two months of playoff action. So rotations and and conditioning that could throw off a lot. But you and when you're down three one, and and this also shows me based off of what I'm seeing. Is what they feel. They just don't have a lack of scoring. And I told you, bam, that's the reason why I didn't get caught up and just thinking that this was Miami just being so hot. No matter who they took down, Milwaukee, they took down, you know, whoever, um, Boston. That because when I looked at this matchup and I looked at it, it's just where would I knew about Bam. I knew what to expect from Bam. Bam can score, but he can't. You know, with his matchup with Joker and the size that they prevent. When you talk about Gordon, Joker, and that front line. Bam is not that skilled and doesn't have post moves like that to where he can get a lot of points from the block. Where where Bam is getting his points, of course, he can get somebody off the dribble, go dunker. When Bam's comfortable zone is right there where the free throw line is, right in that top of the key, right there. And if he's if he's just there and he hits his first couple ones, he can hit that all day. But Denver's not really giving him that shot, and he doesn't really have the consistently post moves to be able to consistently score in the paint. So me knowing this, I knew that the, the whole point of this segment this take is where is rest the scoring going to come from and that's why i think you're seeing a hail mary tonight with tyler hero well yeah because up to this point they've been writing and it was the big storyline and spo wanted to downplay the storyline about the undrafted guys that make up this roster and you're kind of seeing them shrink in, in the biggest spotlight moments because it max Struess again no points the other night gabe vincent with only two caleb martin you know 11 and we were looking at vincent and martin as potential you know fifth best odds for finals mvp uh you mm-hmm. know when we were coming into this whole series but when you look at it all too and i know it's something kind of floating around and and this when you look at the 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 
Pat Riley wherewithal when you're putting together this roster for the postseason and you look again at that Kevin Love edition. The other, the last player to be, you know, he's a, he was down three one with the Cavaliers against Golden State. He knows what it's like to be there. Mm-hmm. Now he's in that locker room. He can. He, was he LeBron in that situation? No. Was he Kyrie in that situation, hitting that shot? No. But he was there. He was with those guys. So he he knows what it took. He knew the message. And so now you have a veteran leader no, that, that can kind of downplay. Hey guys. I've been there. No, that I, definitely I'm not trying to tell helped. you that somebody else has been there. I've been there. No, that definitely helps. That definitely it can't hurt. I mean, but like you said, that was more of a leadership, more of a LeBron. But yes, Kevin Love, that's what it goes by to having skins in the wall. And Denver's kind of have guys that's going through this for the first time. Uh, but we'll see what happens tonight. Uh, like I said, I'm sticking to Denver to win. But, you know, wouldn't be surprised if they have to do it. And they're capable of doing it in regard because that's one thing we haven't seen through this whole playoffs is Denver really have two bad games back to back, you know, through this whole run. They've been pretty much locked in. But make no mistake about it. I mean, they should and should and I think are going to win the series. Uh, but wouldn't be surprised if it's having to go back to Miami um, after tonight. 877-37-GRIND. Speaking of Miami, I know we got Tyler Hero coming on off of you know haven't been there for a while uh but i guess miami's mascot is going to be healthy enough now normally mascots don't really travel anyway on the road uh but he uh my if you haven't seen it i'm pretty sure you've probably been on the rock but uh, i guess they had a promo going uh for game four and it was kind of supposed to be uh promoting uh conor mcgregor one of his line his fragrance lines or whatever and there was a skit between Miami's mascot and basically Conor McGregor. And to make a long story short, the skit ends up sending the mascot to the hospital in the emergency room. Um, and if you look, because I heard this story trending on Friday and Saturday. I heard it trending, but I was like, okay. But until I saw the video, because, you know, things like this can go wrong. And I'm pretty sure, I don't know, but I've heard, but most mascots, People that sign up for that job, I'm pretty sure there's waivers and stuff in their contract to be like, hey, if you get hurt, there's a risk of this and that. Okay, that's one thing. Um, There's two. Number two, with that said, when I looked at the video, first of all, Conor McGregor is just an ass. He's a real ass. Like, that's one of those that you never want to judge somebody. Uh, based off of what you see them through TV or how they act in the public, if they're a public figure, athlete, uh, actor, whoever. Um, But you, I mean, to sit there and haul off and swing like he did, like, I don't know if he's just that dumb not to realize, like, yo, you're swinging like he's in, like, a cushion suit. Like, it's not, it's just going to hit this stuffed animal. There's not a real, there's not a real person in there. If I'm the mascot, somebody's paying something. I'm probably coming. At, I mean, first of all, Conor McGregor should have basically been already in contact with him, let alone Dr. Bills. There should at least be some about a. I, if, if I'm that mascot, I need about 500 racks. I need about a half a million from Conor. And first of all, I wouldn't have been coming back to work. I would have stayed up in the hospital for at least four days. Even if even if nothing was wrong with it, I would have, there would have been something. I would have got an infection somehow or something to stay my ass in there so it would roll up. Like, Conor McGregor, like, how dumb do you have to be? 
And that's when, you know what, Conor McGregor, he's one of those dudes that I don't care how old you is, because everybody that's got a click already got one of them in your click. And if you don't know who it is, it's probably you. At the end of the day, Conor is one of those guys that's in a click that basically could be, you've known him since high school. He's in his 40s and 50s now, and he still ain't grown up. He's still doing the dumbest, the same old stuff. He just ain't going to change. He's just an old man, but he's just, he's just one of those dudes. Conor, like... To know that you are a professional fighter and knowing there's a human to swing because either one or you had alcohol in you already. I mean, you're in Miami, you're at a basketball game, you know, you got to make this appearance at halftime with this mascot, but you're killing time and you're just down and stuff and you're down in your, your Irish, whatever the hell it is he basically promotes and you got too liquored up or you on some other stuff, you know, no telling. And all of a sudden you just haul off and you just hurt the mascot. He's a jerk. Like he's like anybody else. You, I've seen that skip before. Like, well, we're gonna we're gonna get guys, whether they're pro fighters, other athletes. Like you wrestle, you know. You seen old clips with Charles Barkley with the uh, Suns mascot, even with the Denver mascot. You seen them wrestle, punch, and be Connor swung off like he was in self defense mode. And and I'm only going by credit report. First of all, let's not forget about the old man at the bar years ago. Can't got caught on camera, the old man at the bar, when he tried to give him a shot, he didn't want none of his stuff. He took a swing on him or pushed him. He's just an ass. Like, how can you, like, I mean, come on. Like, the, I mean, come on. Like, you had to swing that hard? Go ahead. Well, I think it goes back to the conversation we had before about Nate Diaz on Bourbon Street and, and fighters, you know, they're, 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 Fists could be, you know, registered as assault with a deadly weapon. Um, and, and, you know... It did, there's, there's, you can make it look like, and of course, Hollywood's good at this. And maybe McGregor was leaning on his Hollywood training for his, you know, because he's doing that, um, you know, remake of Roadhouse uh, that Patrick Swayze did back in the '80s. That's going to be coming out soon. Dude, um, and he's playing the bouncer in that one, if I understand correctly. Um, so he's in Hollywood right now, which is one of the reasons why he's not fighting. But uh, you know, there's maybe he thought he pulled it enough, or maybe he thought there was more fluff under the costume. Mm. Uh, but it, it it was ugly. No, I'm not cutting. No, he's got a bad credit report, man. I'm not cutting him no slack. Ain't nobody ain't cutting him no slack. That's just selfish. That's just him being the jackass that he is and getting and doing too much. There you go. He's doing too much. You listen to the sports grind. Today's show is being presented by Dosecki's. Get a dose. Calvin Casey, Jonas Clark, producing, spinning the one and twos. We'll be back. When life sounds too much like this. It's time to consider more of this. Sometimes a little shift is all you need. A dose of perspective. Dos Equis Lager. Get a dose. Enjoy Dos Equis responsibly. Copyright 2021. Imported by Cervezas Mexicanas, White Plains, New York. 
Whether you're looking for a date night at the Dominion or a light meal while shopping on the weekend, stop by Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion. Just five minutes north of the shopping center, Thai Lao Orchid's Vietnamese options are great for dinner or lunch, serving up staples from curry and noodles to the house special nam and seafood lovers steamed clay pot. They're open weeknights from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. and noon till 9 on Saturdays and noon to 8 on Sundays. That's Thai Lao Orchid at the Dominion, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. It's time to warm up that scoreboard and get ready to bring home the win with Specs. Specs has you covered with lower prices on all your favorite fan fuel. From craft beer, rare spirits, and world-class wine to chips, dips, and gourmet finer foods. And with same-day delivery when you order online or through the app, Specs is your MVP for the biggest score of the game. At Specs, the fun starts here. Here's to you, cheers to savings. Just because the sun is setting earlier doesn't mean the fun stops sooner. Now is the perfect time to get to Specs and stock up on after-summer savings with fresh new releases in every category. Specs has Texas' largest selection of lower-priced wines, craft cocktail ingredients, and beers that'll have you raising a glass to every sunset. The biggest savings of the season are at Specs. The fun starts here. 